This week on The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, we continue in the prophet Micah with prophets denounced, the mountain of the Lord's house, the Lord of the whole earth, O little town of Bethlehem, and a remnant delivered. Join me, Pastor Will Whedon, for The Word of the Lord Endures Forever, your daily 15-minute verse-by-verse Bible study on demand. Listen at thewordendures.org or your favorite podcast provider. Holy God, holy and most gracious Father, have mercy and hear us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. 
A reading from Malachi, chapters 2 and 3. Have we not all one Father? Has not one God created us? Why then are we faithless to one another, profaning the covenant of our fathers? Judah has been faithless, and abominations has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah has profaned the sanctuary of the Lord, which he loves, and has married the daughter of a foreign god. May the Lord cut off from the tents of Jacob any descendant of the man who does this, who brings an offering to the Lord of hosts. And this second thing you do, you cover the Lord's altar with tears, with weeping and groaning, because he no longer regards the offering or accepts it with favor from your hand. But you say, why does he not? Because the Lord was witness between you and the wife of your youth, to whom you have been faithless, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Did he not make them one with a portion of the spirit in their union? And what was the one God seeking? Godly offspring. So guard yourselves in your spirit, and let none of you be faithless to the wife of your youth. For the man who does not love his wife but divorces her, says the Lord, the God of Israel covers his garment with violence, says the Lord of hosts. So guard yourselves in your spirit, and do not be faithless. You have wearied the Lord with your words. But you say, how have we wearied him? By saying, everyone who does evil is good in the sight of the Lord, and he delights in them. Or by asking, where is the God of justice? Behold, I send my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come to his temple. And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. O Lord, have mercy on us. Grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text this morning is the lesson which you just heard, Malachi chapter 2, verse 10, continuing to chapter 3, verse 1. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, if in your years of pastoral and diaconal service, you never learned to use any other passages from the book of Malachi, you will learn to use verse 16 of our text. And you will learn to use it from the NASB. In your, your counseling, your visits, uh, you may never have occasion to recall uh, the prophecy of the second coming of Elijah in chapter 4, verse 5. A great John the Baptist 
prophecy. Or the other John the Baptist prophecies that Malachi cites. Like, for example, the, the promise that the Son of Righteousness will rise with healing in its wings that Zechariah, John's father, paraphrases at his birth, also in chapter 4. Or the, the promise of the messenger of the covenant coming. Last verse of our text, chapter 3, verse 1. You may never use those in pastoral and diaconal kinds of visits and, and calling. But you will use Malachi 2, verse 16. I hate divorce, says the Lord. Now, lots of times you'll probably get to use that in, in very comfortable situations, maybe premarital counseling, where the couple nods in agreement and divorce is the farthest thing from their minds. But you will also have those more difficult, very difficult, painful moments where you have to speak this to say, no, divorce is not an option. When both of them very much have divorce on their minds. I hate divorce, says the Lord. Doesn't it seem a little odd, though, that the last book of the Old Testament, the, the final word before 400 years of prophetic silence would just be remembered perhaps best that way. Did the Holy Spirit really intend for Malachi to use actually quite a few verses of his very short last book just to talk about a really practical thing, marriage and divorce? Or is our text really about something else? Certainly, divorce was a topic well worth addressing in Malachi's day as it is today. Listen how seriously Malachi talks about divorce. He says, verse 11 and then verse 14, Judah has been faithless, an abomination has been committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. The Lord was witness between you and the wife of your youth to whom you have been unfaithful, though she is your companion and your wife by covenant. Malachi is especially concerned about the men of Israel divorcing their wives to marry pagan women. Verse 11 again, for Judah has profaned the sanctuary of the Lord, which he loves, and has married the daughter of a foreign god. Divorce was so common that it became the basis for an ongoing rabbinical debate that continued to the time of Jesus. Remember, in Matthew chapter 19, Jesus was asked as part of this rabbinic debate, uh, can a man divorce his wife for any and every reason? And you know, you think about it, in, in as much as Jesus had to share the essentials he had to teach in just three short years of ministry, he spent a lot of quality time talking about marriage and divorce, including in the Sermon on the Mount. No doubt, divorce is a sin that John the Baptist would warn us to repent of today. I, I understand, this, this is hard for me to believe, but I, I think it's true. I was told um, that my grandfather, in 50 plus years of pastoral ministry, 
large congregation in Sacramento, California, had to deal with two divorces. Now, chances are pretty good that in your first year as a pastor or a deaconess, you'll have to tell someone, you can't do this. God hates divorce. You'll also counsel some men and women in circumstances where God does permit them to get the legal paperwork of divorce because de facto their spouse, husband or wife, already divorced them by adultery or desertion, including perhaps actions like physical cruelty. But divorce always involves sin that God hates. The new man or woman inside us will never consider divorce until the old man or woman, at least one party, has hardened the heart to the point of no longer listening to God's word, which does give the forgiveness and the power to be faithful in marriage. Certainly, divorce is a topic that needs to be addressed. Then, Malachi's day, and also today as well. But, doesn't it seem more likely that at this momentous moment, the, the, the end of the Old Testament, Malachi is probably actually using divorce as an illustration of God's faithlessness with his people. That's what, really what most of the book of Malachi is about, about the people and the priests being faithless to God. God says, the honor that is due to me, you have denied me. God says, you have broken the covenant that was to be between us for life and peace. And, and of course, we know how often Scripture uses the, the, the beautiful illustration of marriage to compare to the relationship that God has to his people. I mean, you know, it, it's obviously not that we can't use Malachi 2.16 to talk about divorce. God certainly hates divorce. No question about that. He means that. But marriage as an illustration of God's relationship with his people. Hmm. An illustration is always really about something else. The thing in the illustration isn't the thing. It's always about something that is similar but different. In this case, it would be to say that marriage is similar to God's relationship with us, but different. So, of course, obviously God hates divorce. I mean, because it hurts people that he loves, and it also muddles that kind of picture that we have of our relationship with God. But it's not really as serious as apostasy, right? Just as leaving the Lord himself. Marriage as an illustration of God's relationship to his people. Think about that. truth is, nothing even imitating 
loving marriage, and certainly not real, self-giving, agape marriage would even be possible if God had abandoned us to our sin when we deserved it. Left to ourselves and Satan, every human being would just be grabbing, grasping for even the slightest shred of gratification and relief that we could possibly latch onto. I mean, we'd pair up all right, but only as long as and only in the way that it serves me. Love spouse, love kids, nah. Loving marriage, like every blessing we receive, is always a direct and specific result of God having reconciled the world to himself. And that took place when he came into this world and went to the cross. The messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, says the Lord of hosts. Behold the Lamb of God, whom John the Baptist would proclaim, who takes away the sin of the world. Here's the deal. Malachi is talking about real, human, earthly, I do marriage. And it's so much more than just an illustration. Because loving marriage is a manifestation of, it is a living out of the reconciliation of the cross. When you thank God for your precious wife or husband, present or future, you're really thanking God for sending Christ to go to the cross. When you live in faithless, faithful, lifelong marriage, you are living the new eternal life that Christ won for you on the cross. If we break our marriages, we are denying that God has made us one with himself and our neighbor in the cross. If we understand marriage and divorce all that way, then for all those you know, premarital counseling sessions when we use this, Malachi 2.16 becomes a really good preventative, preventative maintenance. Understand this. God loves marriage and hates divorce because lifelong, faithless, unbreakable marriage is God's way with us. The book of Malachi, and in certainly including 2.16, isn't uh, just going out with a 
little practical matter here. Uh, Malachi isn't wrapping up a thousand years of Old Testament scriptures with just a nice little practical piece of advice. It's going out with a bang. The Savior is coming. Amen. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will keep your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen.
I cry to you, O Lord. In the morning, my prayer comes before you. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And uphold me with the Holy Spirit. My mouth is filled with your praise. And with your glory all day. Every day I will bless you. By awesome deeds, you answer us with righteousness. O God of our salvation, the hope of all the ends of the earth and of the farthest seas. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. He redeems your life from the pit. And crowns you with steadfast love and mercy. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let us pray. Stir up our hearts, O Lord, to make ready the way of your only begotten Son, that by his coming we may be enabled to serve you with pure minds. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, give us grace that we may cast away the works of darkness and put upon ourselves the armor of light, now in the time of this mortal life, in which your Son, Jesus Christ, came to visit us in great humility, that in the last day, when he shall come again in glorious majesty to judge both the living and the dead, we may rise to life immortal. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, Bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless us, defend us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.